0: let's clap our hands and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Won't you lift your voice to Him? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 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 I'm very thankful that Brother Erskine doesn't know me like Jesus does, hallelujah, <laughs> amen, so good to be here with all of you today, and how many appreciated the good word of the Lord that we heard this morning. Say <laughs> that God talked to us, thank you Brother Morton, amen, amen, I will never pray for backsliders the same again, I will pray for that unsurrendered part of their heart where God visits them. Amen. Amen. My faith is lifted and I'm excited about everything that the Lord is doing. do want to say, so good to be here with this great church and appreciate, uh, of course, Brother Godare. How many appreciate this great man of God and all that he stands for? Amen. 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 I remember uh, several years ago, I was uh, in my teens listening to a message that uh, Brother Goddair was preaching, and uh, he he used the text, Get me to the great men. Get me to the great men. And uh, I'll never forget, I was in my car weeping, crying, just saying, God, thank you for men of this caliber. And what a humbling thing to even be on the same platform with him today. And I love and appreciate him. Love this church. God bless you and what you stand for at the uh, hotel. I noticed uh, right next to the elevators, they have a sign that says, The area of refuge. Sound a little bit theological. I I assume they're talking about a place you go when the storms are blowing. An area of refuge. I believe this church is an area of refuge for this entire part of the United States. Aren't you glad for a safe place where truth is preached? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 you have your Bibles, I would like to turn to the book of Genesis chapter number 7. Amen. Thank you for all the hospitality, the room, everything has been just tremendous. I don't think I've opened a door since I've got here. Just even the bathroom, there's people standing there open the doors for you. And I just appreciate all the hospitality here, kindness of this great, great church. Amen. Good to be here with my dad. God bless him. Amen. Not many people get introduced to preach by being asked if they've been spanked. But I'm honored that my dad's here today. And and the answer is affirmative, yes, yes. Brother Morton said, I bear in my body the marks. Amen. Amen. Genesis 7, verse number 11. How many feel good in the Holy Ghost? Amen. I feel like the Holy Ghost just swept through, blew out a bunch of junk out of our thoughts and minds. I feel faith surging in this place. Amen. Genesis 7, verse number 11. The Bible says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, In the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. And the rain, everybody say the rain, Rain. was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. That's a whole lot of rain. Verse number 17, and the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters Now I want you to notice that phrase as we read. You'll see it again. And bear up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed. Everybody say, "The the waters prevailed. We're going to see that phrase as we read this. And were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered fifteen cubits upward twenty two and a half feet did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Then the next three verses you got Moses the chronicler here, he descends to the moribund. It is depressing; he's talking about death he he says verse twenty one all flesh died, and he could have stopped there, and we would have got it but He doesn't stop there. He says it moved upon the earth, both of fowl. That means all the birds died and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. We got it. We got it, Moses, but he doesn't stop there. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. And he continues. Every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground. Both man. We knew that, but he wants you to know people died. Cattle died, creeping things died, fowls of the heaven died. They were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And he wraps it up, verse 24. The waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days. I'm going to preach today, and I, as Brother Morton referenced, and we know his was a conference message, but I, I don't know that this is, but I just it's what I feel in my spirit It's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. It's all I've felt ever since I began to really point towards this meeting. I want to preach on this subject today. The waters prevailed. The waters prevailed. Let's pray today. Let's ask that God would have his way in this house. God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for the beautiful presence of the Holy Ghost. Your glory that's in this house. Let your word go forth in power. Let your word go forth with authority. Break bonds and yokes, set captives free. We give you praise and glory. In the beautiful name of Jesus we pray. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Shake hands with somebody before you're seated. Tell them it is good to be in God's house. And everybody said "Praise praise the Lord. Amen. I love the book of Genesis as I love all of the Bible, but I do enjoy this book of beginnings. I uh, definitely enjoy the first chapter of Genesis and uh, all that uh, is wrapped up therein in the story of the creation. Uh, I'm, I was reading not too long ago through the, the story of this, this creation again. And uh, I tell you, I'm, first of all, I'm very thankful to know we serve a God that spoke and created all that is. We serve a powerful God. And as I read through the story of the creation, I began to notice some things that maybe I, I should have noticed a long time ago. We know, of course, that on the first day, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the darkness he called night the Light he called day, the evening and the morning were the first day. And then he began to create on the second day. And the Bible says that the order of creation was this, that in this creation or recreation, depending on how you, you see verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that on day 2, there was a, God spoke and put a firmament in the midst of the waters. There was a, a firmament placed in the middle of the waters that divided the waters that were above from the waters beneath. There was this firmament. And so uh, at the end of day two, we're left with waters beneath, a firmament or heaven, and waters above the heaven. Day number three, the Bible says He began to continue His creation. In fact, verse, uh, verse, or days two and three are probably more related than any of the other days. And uh, there's not even a, a proclamation of God that it was good in between these two days. The Jews say that it was because it wasn't entirely... Complete on day two. Well, whatever that the case may be, on day three, God began to take the waters beneath. And he separated them. He separated the the land from the water. And the dry land, as you know, he called the earth. And the waters that were beneath, he called the seas. And so I want you to notice. I, I read this. I begin to take notice. We are left with, on the end of day three, We're left with seas and dry land. We have the heaven above, the atmosphere above, and the Bible kind of leaves us hanging there. There's there's the waters that are above the heavens that he no longer addresses in Genesis chapter number one. There is waters above the heavens, and, and you can check it out for yourself again. Don't do it right now, but... Uh, what, my question was, what in the world is all that water doing sitting up above the heavens? What is it doing there? We, you know, There's some di- different theories about it. There's people that have speculated, you know, Methu- Methuselah lived an awfully long time. 969 years is a long time to live. And I honestly think it was the mercy of God that shortened man's life. How would you like to live a thousand years, Buzz Bell? I don't think I'd be interested in that. I don't want to die today, but I don't want to live to be a thousand either. Uh, And there's some that speculate. Part of their, obviously God was in it, but part of the longevity of life was there was that vapor canopy that blocked out uh, some of the, the, the ray, ultraviolet rays of the sun that cause aging. I don't know if that's the case, but it, you certainly wonder, what, what was that water doing above? We do know there was no rain at this time. Genesis 2 says there was a, a mist, a fog that would, that would water uh, the plant life and it had not yet rained. But whatever the case, we know that above the heavens, everybody say the waters above. Above, above there was this huge, hovering mass of water just waiting and waiting for what i i think we find our clue in genesis number seven when we begin to read in verse number 11 the bible says that in the 600 year of noah's life the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open it's like God began to speak to the angels. He said, go over there to those windows, crank them open, wide open, and let the water begin to pour down. And for 40 days and 40 nights, it began to rain. Now, I'm from Southern California. We barely know what rain is. We, I get so happy when I come back here and it rains. You, you probably all have been praying for good weather. I've been praying for rain. Let it rain, let it rain. But I'm going to tell you, I, I, even I would get tired of 40 days and 40 nights of rain. The Bible says it rained, and it rained. They woke up with it raining. They went to sleep in that ark with it raining, and it rained. And the Bible says, as you read through Genesis 7, there's a huge emphasis on the amount of water that was there. It it says things like, the waters increased, and and then it would say it again. And and then my phrase that we use as a title here today, over and over, the Bible says that the waters prevailed, The waters prevailed. It says they prevailed exceedingly. That means they prevailed in power. They prevailed in space, 22 and a half feet high. They prevailed 150 days. That means they prevailed in time. And my question for us today as I give this this introduction is, what in the world was all that water supposed to mean to us? This massive inundation of water prevailing water increasing water now you know your bible is written by inspiration of god and you know that all scripture is given uh for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness and noah's flood is supposed to teach us something about god and paul said the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto christ uh, Another place he said whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. He said all these things happened unto them for examples. And he said in Colossians 2 that this law, these things are, are a shadow that are to bring us unto Christ. And so my question today is what is Noah's flood supposed to represent to us today? What's it about? What's it mean? What, what is it supposed to, that schoolmaster supposed to teach us? What, what learning and example are we supposed to get out of Noah's flood? Now, I, I want to tell you the Bible does not leave us in the dark on this. The Bible does not leave us scratching our heads. In fact, he used the same man that preached on the day of Pentecost. The Apostle Peter that stood and preached to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. I just like quoting that verse. In the name of Jesus Christ. for th- I like to just fit it in every chance I can. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. My Bible says that God used that same preacher, that same Apostle to connect the dots of Noah's flood for us today. In fact, the Bible says in his epistle in 1 Peter chapter 3, the Bible says that Peter, writing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, he began to say, which sometime... We're disobedient. When once the, the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Begin to talk about Noah's flood. While the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. And then he says in verse number 21 of 1 Peter 3, The like figure, the thing, oh hallelujah, The thing that is like Noah's flood, The thing that Noah's Flood is supposed to represent. The thing that on this morning we're supposed to get out of Noah's Flood. The like figure, even baptism, doth also now save us. I told you, I don't know if this is conference preaching or not, but I'm just telling you, I have come to preach about being baptized in Jesus' name. I've come to preach to you today that there is power. There is wonder-working power. I've come to preach to new people. I've come to preach to saints of God. I've come to preach to young people. I've come to preach to elders. I've come to preach there is prevailing power in being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Amen. Anybody shouting happy, you've been baptized in Jesus' name. Does anybody remember the the day that you went down? The preacher said in Jesus' name you went down. A sinner, you came up washed, set free. I tell you, I'm glad there is power being baptized in Jesus' name. Well, clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you can be seated here today. Are you thankful you've been baptized? Amen. And I want to tell you today, first of all, this this flood of Noah, it is the light figure. It's got a lot to tell us about being baptized. It it is the metaphor that Peter used under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And and first of all, I want you to, to see that as you read in Genesis 7, Noah's flood, over and over, it says that it prevailed. That word prevailed means to be strong. It means to act instantly, you know, just kind of with a A little bit of authority about you. A little bit of a a swagger about you. The the, the King James translates it uh, different ways. Prevailing to confirm, to exceed, to be great, to to be mighty, to be stronger, to be valiant. I'm going to tell you there is power when somebody is baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's important that we notice today. That when God was going to use an example of baptism, the metaphor for baptism, the defining New Testament metaphor for baptism, it was not a bathtub. He didn't pick a bird bath and say, the like figure teaches us about baptism. He didn't pick a sauna or even an Olympic-sized pool and say, that's what baptism's like pick a puddle or a pond he didn't pick a river he didn't even pick a lake a sea or an ocean but my bible says he picked a flood a worldwide, rushing gushing seething tumultuous torrent of raging water and then god says that's what baptism in jesus name is like I'm going to tell you, there is something that happens when somebody is baptized in the name of Jesus. Can I settle once and for all? It's not just a profession of your faith. You're not baptized just to join a church. You're not baptized just to show people that you believe in Jesus. But when you're baptized, something happened. Something changed. You went down a sinner, but you came up washed and sanctified. Come on, somebody needs to remember when you were baptized, the power and the glory. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I, the Bible does not say how much water was there in Noah's flood. It doesn't give it to us. And, but, but the only thing I've got to liken the waters above to, El, Bishop Godair, is the waters beneath. I don't know if he put the heavens right in the middle and split it evenly. But that's the only thing I can compare it to. And I'm going to tell you, if the waters above were anything like the waters beneath, that's a whole lot of water. This earth is like 74% water on the surface. And and, and so when somebody is baptized, it would be like every river in the world dumping down on you. It would be like the Nile River and the Amazon River, and the Mississippi-Missouri River, and the Colorado River, and the Rio Grande, and the St. Lawrence, and the Arkansas, and the Columbia, and the Thames, and the Tigers, and the Euphrates, and the Niger, and the Ganges, and the Ural, and the Indus, and the Danube, when you're baptized in Jesus' name. I don't know how much water was there, but if the waters above was anything, I feel like preaching today, like the waters beneath, it'd be like every lake in the world dumping down on you when you're baptized in Jesus' name. It'd be like Lake Huron and, and Lake Ontario, Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, Lake Superior, the Caspian Sea, Lake Victoria, Lake Baikal, Lake Arles, the Great Bear Lake, the Nyasa Lake, great slave lake, the Chad Lake, when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how much water was there, but if the waters above were anything like the waters beneath, it'd be like every ocean and sea in the world dumping down on you. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, it'd be like the Pacific Ocean, and the Atlantic Ocean, and the Indian, and the Southern Ocean, and the Arctic Ocean, and the Mediterranean Sea, and the Caribbean Sea, and the South China Sea, and the Bering Sea, and the Gulf. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Next time you see somebody get baptized in Jesus, you need to understand something powerful, something prevailing, something anybody glad you've been baptized in Jesus name Oh, somebody ought to take a moment and shout about it somebody ought to clap your hands somebody ought to remember the day I was baptized in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. amen amen you can be seated I don't know how much water was there I don't know how much water was in the flood, but I I, I took a moment to do some numbers. And and I I don't profess to know, but we're just going to figure it out best we can. And if the water's there, the only way to figure out how much is there is based on that number There was 22 and a half feet above the mountains. That's all I know what to do with it. We know it exceeded the mountains 15 cubits. So if you figured the volume of the earth and then figured the volume of the earth plus the water and subtracted the difference, I'd tell you how much water. And so the volume of a sphere, a round thing, is four-thirds pi r cubed, r being radius. The radius of the earth. Are you ready? Don't go to sleep on me now. Some of you kids that should be in school, tell your teacher you did extra credit. Amen. (laughs) The radius of the earth is 3,959 miles in in feet. That's 23,041,380 feet. That means the volume of the earth is 51 sextillion, 240 quintillion, 583 quadrillion, 723 trillion, 898 billion, 100 million cubic feet of dirt. And then if you figure in that that, that sphere with the waters, I added Everest. I don't know that the mountains were that high then, but I didn't know what else to go with. And I added Everest and and then the 22 and a half feet the difference between the two it equals 194 quintillion 56 quadrillion 364 trillion 305 billion 28 million cubic feet of water turn it into gallons the conversion is 7.48 gallons in a cubic feet that means when noah's flood listen this is our sunday school lesson this is the only thing we got to compare baptism today he said it's like noah's flood look at it look at it look at it when somebody's baptized it's like one Sextillion, 451 quintillion, 642 quadrillion. Can you see it? Uh, 413 trillion, 401 billion, 740 million gallons of water dumping down on them when they're baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. I, I read somewhere that the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean has 180 quintillion, 600 quadrillion gallons of water. I don't know who figures this stuff up, but I do know this, if that's accurate. Next time your pastor gets somebody, (laughs) hallelujah. Man, I like seeing people baptized. I like baptizing people. I like saying in Jesus' name, next time your pastor baptizes somebody, it'd be like 8.037 Pacific Oceans. Dumping down the light figure, even baptism. I'm gonna tell you there is power of being baptized in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Are you glad? Are you shouting happy? Woo! Anybody remember the day that you were baptized in Jesus' name? Amen. I tell you. This ought to settle some questions for somebody. Number one, it ought to settle once and for all the immersion question. <laughs> Don't sound like sprinkling to me. No, no, no. I, I heard some people, they, they do a fusion, That means they pour water. And then there's the Aspersion group. They sprinkle water. And then there's the group I, I, I saw on the cover of a magazine, or in a magazine, Time magazine. There was a mega church uh, baptizing them with a water hose. <laughs> Baptism Sunday. I'm going to tell you, that ain't baptism. (laughs) My baptism I find in the Bible... Colossians 2 and 11 In whom also ye are circumcised with the, cir-. Listen, with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the, 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 the filth of the flesh it says and then verse number 12 explains what that circumcision made without hands is Buried with him in baptism You quoted it in Romans 6 It says in verse 3 Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ we're baptized into his death Therefore we are buried with him by baptism Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Spell, I don't mean to be real morbid, but the last time I went to a cemetery, I did not see, you know, them sprinkled dirt on people to bury them. I, I, tell, I don't want to go to a cemetery where you see Uncle John's hands sticking up. You know, his, his nice shoes. what we'll, we'll Missed that one. No, no, we aren't buried. I mean, we aren't sprinkled. We are buried with him. Hallelujah. John 3:23. John was baptizing in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there. Acts 8, the Ethiopian went down into the water and they came up out of the water. I'm just telling you, there's power. I've been buried with him in baptism in Jesus' name. And somebody on this Wednesday morning ought to rejoice in the fact that that it prevailed. I don't drink anymore. I don't drug anymore. I've been set free by the... Come on, Daddy. Do you remember where he brought you from? Mama, do you remember what Jesus did in your home? You've been baptized in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and give him some praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Everybody say, the waters prevail. Amen. prevail. Amen. They didn't just prevail in power. But the Bible says they prevailed upon all flesh. Somebody say all flesh. I read verses 21, 22, and 23. When you got time, read them. They're depressing. Moses says everybody died, and that's all he had to say. But then he says, the birds died. The cattle died. He says the beasts died. Creeping things. We knew that. But he wants you to know everything died. And verse 22, he starts all over again. Everything died. If it breathed, it died. 23 is even worse. It's like Moses, I, did you have a bad day? Or is this anointing? I, I'm not sure. Sometimes you, you wonder. And, you pull and, and, and and God will use a bad day sometimes. And, and, uh, but Moses is writing this. And, and I, he is trying to emphasize the fact that all flesh died. Can I summarize? If it breathed, it died. Amen. This baptism is not just for us four no more. It's for every race, ethnicity, people, and tongue. Amen. Amen. And I I don't know what all was there in Noah's day. I tend to think Genesis 11... With the dispersion of the languages, the spreading out throughout the earth. That was the beginning of different races and ethnicities. That's what I believe and I think it's biblically based. But let me tell you, if there were different races and ethnicities, they were buried under Noah's flood. Hey man, I'm just telling you, this this Noah's flood baptism, it's for everybody. It's for the English. It's for the French. It's for the German. It's for the Austrian. It's for the Irish. It's for the Czechs it's for the Polish and the Portuguese it's for the Brazilians and the Argentines and the Peruvians and the Colombians it's for the Panamanian, the Nicaraguan the Guatemalan, the Mexican, the American the Canadian, the South African the Botswana, the Nigerian, the Ethiopian the Can- do you get what I'm saying it's for the Israeli, the Iraqi the Iranian, the Syrian, the Jordanian the Chinese, the in- this baptism in Jesus name is for everybody yeah. I'll take that a step further. It's for every religion. I don't know, it looks like a bunch of apostolics here, but can I just get a little bit evangelistic here? A little more evangelistic. It's for the Buddhist. It's for the Muslim. It's for the Hindu. It's for the Jew and the Catholic and the Protestant and the Baptist and the Presbyterian and the Episcopalian and the Lutheran and the Charismatic and the Pentecostal. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you. I'm preaching to a revival church and revival churches and revival preachers. But can I remind you, this is bigger than us this is bigger than these four doors it's for the rich it's for the poor it's for the banker it's for the lawyer it's for the plumber it's for the gas station attendant it's for the farmer and the farmamist, it's for the senator and the sailor it's for doctors and it's for your mom and dad your aunt your uncle your boss it's for the kid that goes to school with you it's jesus name baptism and it's for all flesh all flesh Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh hallelujah. I know I'm preaching to the choir but can I just remind you if you've got the Holy Ghost but never baptized Acts 2 says you need to get baptized if you need the Holy Ghost Acts 8 says you need to get baptized if you're devout like Cornelius Acts 10 says you need to get baptized if you're of another denomination like Paul Acts 9 says you need to get baptized if you've already been baptized another way Acts 19 says you need to get baptized in Jesus name it's powerful and it's for everybody i'm preaching there's revival this jesus name message i believe it's the will of god for this to be the next revelation that sweeps the world <laughs> Hallelujah. amen amen can i give you a prayer request can i give you a prayer request be praying this amen it's like right now it seems like everybody speaks in tongues everybody talks in tongues bapticostals and Catholic Pentecostals. Everybody talks in tongues. It's time for there to be another baptism in wave of the name of Jesus. It's time for the revelation of the name like it's happening in Africa to happen in North America and South America. It's time for all flesh to get the revelation. Power in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Lift your hands and give God some praise today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! You can be seated. Musicians, come! I'm gonna cut to the chase here. Don't play. Just, just come. Just as my father says, the guy that spanked me spanked me. Give him hope. Give them hope. Anybody glad you've been baptized in Jesus' name? It prevailed in power. It prevailed upon all flesh. And then I love this. In verses 19 and 20, the Bible says that the waters prevailed upon all the high hills and every mountain was covered. Now, I don't know what all mountains were there. I think a lot of it happened because of the flood. Fountains of the great deep shoved up, boom. That's my theory. I I, I blame a lot on the flood. Amen. Mountains shoved up. But if the mountains were there and if they were like the mountains we have today, that means every mountain was covered. That doesn't matter how high it was. There wasn't a mountain big enough, bad enough. In Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro, 19,340 feet, that mountain was covered by Noah's flood. In Australia, Mount Kosciuszko, bless its heart, was at 7,310 feet, was buried by Noah's flood. In Europe, Mount Elbrus at 18,510, it was buried by Noah's flood. Our very own North American, Mount McKinley, I think it's got a new name now. It starts with a D. I can't remember what it is. It was it, at twenty thousand three hundred twenty 320 feet. You could not see that mountain anywhere. South Amer- America's Mount Onkagawa. Who names these things? At 22,000, probably Mr. Akangagawa at 22,834 feet, was invisible to the naked eye because Noah's flood buried that thing. Asia's Mount Everest, biggest, baddest mountain in the world. Ooh, I like it. 29,028 feet, but you don't stand against Noah's flood. Not one mountain was big enough, bad enough to raise its sneering head above Noah's flood. And I've come to preach to saints today that have heard this all your life, but some of you need to hear it again. In
1: fact, we all need it. I need
0: to hear it again. I've come to preach to new, brand new people that every high hill of sin and every mountain of iniquity is humbled, bows its head and bows its knee to baptism in Jesus' name. Don't tell me your sin is too powerful. Don't say, preacher, you don't know what I've done. and what. Don't tell me, yeah, I've been baptized 20 years ago, but I'm struggling now. I've come to tell you, he'll take care of that struggle now. And you don't need to get baptized again in Jesus' name. If you confess your sins, he's faithful to forgive you your sins. And that same blood will wash you. It'll break it. It'll break it. You may need to go to somebody, get some accountability. But whatever it takes, there's power in Jesus now. Oh, Hallelujah. Paul said it like this. He said in Galatians 5, 19, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. These are mountains. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, and reveling, and stuff like it. I'm going to tell you, there ain't one of them bad enough to lift its head above Jesus' name. Baptism. You know what I'm here to do? I'm here to stir up some apostolic juice as you go home. Preach this. Reach. See revival. Amen. That's why John preached baptism like this. He said, every valley shall be filled. That's how he preached baptism. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. You know, young person, let me just tell you today. There's power in Jesus' name. He can help you. I feel like telling a young man he can set you free. He can deliver you. Sir, there ain't a chain in this world that it can't be broken by Jesus' name, baptism. Amen, amen. I'm done. But I like 1 Corinthians 6. Many of you can quote it. Verse 9, Paul says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. And then he names them neither fornicators it's a bad list I don't like this mountain range nor idolaters nor adulterers nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God and then Paul leans across the pulpit and he says "And such (laughs) were some of you some of you looking at me I got spanked by Bishop Booker you think you know you're raised in church, you never done that. God have mercy. I need the blood of Jesus. I need the blood of Jesus. I come. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Can, on, on both my biological grandfathers, and I'm not here to inflict pain, but both of them died alcoholics. Both of them died sucking on a bottle. And, and 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 you know, you know, people that would blame everything on your genes would say, In your genes, Joel Booker. My genes declare that Joel Booker is a drunk. And Joel Booker is an alcoholic. And Joel Booker will go to hell. Such were some of you. But the Bible says, he continues, and he said, There's something stronger and more prevailing. Don't give me that that you can't be set free. You may have to fight it. You may have to fast and pray. You may have to go to your preacher. You may have to get some accountability. But I've come to tell you pornography does not own Jesus' name. The lust of the flesh doesn't own Jesus' name. Any kind of addiction doesn't own Jesus' name. Addiction to illegal drugs doesn't own Jesus' name. Addiction... To legal drugs does not own Jesus' name. But my Bible, after saying such words, some of you, it says this But you are washed. But you are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And the same finger that pointed and says you were, says you are now washed. You are sanctified. Come on, balcony, are you glad? come back for church are you glad come on anybody who's thankful you've been baptized in the name of Jesus you ought to lift your voice you ought to shout you ought to dance you ought to praise God like you've been baptized oh I feel something prevailing hallelujah amen amen I'm almost done. I'm gonna give you a chance to shout about it here a second. I was only six years old in, in Reno, Nevada. Where's Brother Buxton? And I, I uh, six years old. I didn't necessarily have the mountain of adultery, idolatry. Maybe be idolatry, but fornication. I, I beat up on my brother, but but I had some sins that needed taken care of. at six years old. I will never forget the night. I yeah, testimony. All right. It's a little short one, but I got it. Actually, I got a lot more after that. Six years old, right in front of the pulpit. I lift my hands, and I'll never forget, as I began to have a hard time speaking in English. And somebody began to tell me that's the Holy Ghost. And I began to let it go, and in a few minutes' time, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave that six-year-old boy the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't stop. I mean, they're trying to end service. They're trying to make announcements. Finally, my dad... Had to pick me up and take me out to the church, disturbing the church, speaking in other tongues. And then they, once I calmed down a little bit, they took me to, it was October the 7th, 1982, 36 years ago, just a few days ago. I, and they took me to a, a baptistry, they didn't believe in baptistry, heaters back then. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on now. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It was cold put me in that baptistry and I began to get stammering lips again had nothing to do with Jesus freezing cold but I will never forget as my dad stood there and said I now upon the profession of your faith have repented of your sin I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins and when I came out of that water I forgot about the cold I forgot about everything Because I felt something that I'd never really felt before. I felt something in that six-year-old mind and heart. I felt mountains begin to wash away. I felt high hills begin to to bow to the power of the name of Jesus. And I am here to remind somebody there is power. There is wonder-working power. That's it, sisters. Power when you're baptized in Jesus' name. Does anybody remember the day? Is anybody excited about going home and telling somebody about it? Hallie, you know what I think would be an appropriate end to this day? I think an appropriate end to this day would be for some apostolics to come down. Maybe you can't fit all the way. Maybe you have to just step out the aisle and do this. But somebody begin to praise somebody begin to remember power prevailing power mountain conquering power high heel power listen if you're bound today that same power is in this place if you're bound today that same power can set you free right now as they begin to play i want somebody to lift your voice you may want to step out come on down you may want to get in the aisle. But well, I'm asking for somebody to begin to praise him. Oh, yeah. I've, the water. I've oh,
1: That's
0: it, let's praise him.
1: Praise Him. Lift your hands and praise Him.